I'm hey gonna... everybody, this is Chris here to Cage the Best with my friend Lisa. No one knows. Hello. And we got our other friend here, Jeannie G, Jeannie in the bottle. Hello, hello. And this week's conversation is Lisa's. So Lisa, why don't you go ahead and fill us in? Yep. Yeah, uh, so we're going to be chatting about anxiety. Um, more specifically, kind of uh, social anxiety, generalized anxiety disorder, and like panic disorder. Um, like not just, I mean, everybody has anxiety uh, in life. It's a really positive thing. It, but for some people, it's not super positive and it really affects their daily lives. Um, I could definitely, yeah, I'm one of those people. So I'd like to chat about it, our experiences with it and uh, how to deal with it, stuff like that. Well, I do know whenever we do start chatting about it, you're going to have to explain to me how anxiety is a positive thing. So uh, looking forward to hearing that explanation. <laughs> Jeannie? Yes, me too. Like, I've, I've, I mean, I have experiences, um, but I mean, I, the positive side of it, like looking at it from the positive direction, the mentor more like that we've talked about in, in the past podcasts, you know, like um, there's always a positive to whatever we're going through. We just have to we have to get through it in our mindset um, I know there's a physical aspect too. Like there's a mental and like I'm, I'm separating the brain from, from the, the body and soul. I mean, well, the body, I'm not, I'm not, the soul is not really in, in, you know, we're not talking about that right now, but the mind being separated from the body um, is important because um, there, there is some sort of, we have to connect the two together. It's, it's like a balance. It's like a, something has to happen with anxiety to make it a positive. So I'm really interested, um, Lisa, and what you have to say about the positive side of anxiety, because I mean, it's not a negative thing. Like we, it, it seems like it's, it's got like this, you know, thing going on around it. That's, that makes it seem like it's negative, but it's not, it's not a negative thing. It's not. It's a learning experience. That's yeah. all I have to say. Yeah, I know no, I ram- that, rambled that, for a second there. Oh, no, you're good. Yeah, I mean, with that being said, it's like uh, we're about to get in this uh, conversation. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. just like with any podcast, uh, these are personal opinions, personal views, personal experiences. So uh, we do hope that everybody enjoys. And uh, I'll let. Lisa, give you our uh, contact info for anyone that cares to uh, like, subscribe, and uh, leave voice notes and everything else. Um, we definitely look forward to hearing anyone's opinions, and we hope that uh, you enjoyed this this podcast. Lisa? Yeah, so every week we have a different topic. Today it's my topic um, of anxiety and um, we'll discuss it. We'd love to hear your voice notes or opinions, um, which you can send to anchor.fm, um, or you can send to our email address, which is this, that, and the other, lcj at gmail.com, um, because we'd love to include you in the conversation. So it's a joint affair. But I suppose uh, let's just get into it. Does anyone? Yeah, are we about ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. Do it. All right, Lisa, take us away.
All right. Yeah. So I guess there's the three sort of main types of anxiety that I experience, um, which is generalized anxiety, um, which they call it disorder. They call it GAD for short, social anxiety and panic disorder. Um, I have experience with all three of these and kind of deal with it, I'd say on a, on a daily basis. Um, when I was speaking earlier about the positive side, uh, when we were doing the intro, I was not referring to these ones, to be, <laughs> to be clear. <laughs> I was not referring to these because I find it difficult to see the positive in these. Uh, sorry for anybody who got their hopes up. But <laughs> I, I meant <laughs> in a scenario where you're being chased by a tiger, you need your alertness to go up, your heart rate to go up, your adrenaline to pump, all of these okay. things which help you to survive in a scenario like now okay those situations happening as much okay so now we have you know issues that come up in society culture personalities are that maybe we didn't have when we didn't have all met now we have a lot of our needs met and we have a lot of other i would say that have developed because of that maybe not because of it but it's circumstantial like it's the studies are ongoing about that but yeah i wanted to talk mostly about those those three there um well i and i mean sorry to interrupt uh but i i guess in the 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 aspect of uh like the positive anxiety that that would uh be like the trigger for fight or flight Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, and that aspect, I can understand the positive uh, uh, as, aspect. Uh, I know I use that incorrectly, but no. Okay, I, I understand now. So, uh, sorry. Continue. Yeah. So we don't necessarily have those scenarios happening, cropping up every day anymore. So now the fight or flight thing, you know, is a panic attack. You know, in and it comes out of no, it can come out of nowhere. Um, I think there's a lot of like, I mean, especially like you'll see, and I think a lot there's a lot more understanding now, but um, and people people are speaking, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot more about mental health issues, and and it's great that we're all chatting about yeah. it. Um, but like flight or flight can is what's going to happen during a a panic attack where you're going to be feeling like. I need to run. I need to get. I mean, I've literally gone running down the road several times with a panic attack because you're trying to find relief, and it's it's uh, one of the most. It's honestly a panic attack. I don't wish it on my worst enemy. I really don't yeah. wish. It on my Agreed. I have a story for you guys um, when oh, you're okay. ready. Yeah, but I don't want to interrupt you, Lisa. No, you're fine. I'm just gonna be um, popcorning. Well. Okay, so uh, anxiety, yes. Um, PTS, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, they all kind of correlate together, fight or flight. Um, and when I was assaulted back in 2016, um, I literally picked myself, like it was fight or flight. It was anxiety too, but um, I had a fight or flight moment and I, literally picked myself up off the ground and was able to get to my parents' house, which was down, it was down, it wasn't far away. I was, I was 
you know, I was just down the street. So I just had to drive my car. I had to run away from the situation. Um, I mean, the dude that attacked me did call the ambulance and stuff. Um, and they were right across the street. Um, so, but my, I went to my dad, I'm like, dad, I, I walked into his room with leaves in my hair and blood all over me. I'm like, dad, this is scary. Uh, I need your help. And my dad was, he, he reacted. Okay. He had anxiety. He, he reacted to me. Like he was, he was comforting and loving um, and took me to straight over to the uh, fire department right across the street, you know, and, you know, but then, but my dad was freaking out because I was like, I was like in fight or flight mode and I ran off into the woods. Like, and like, cause my dad was, he wasn't, I don't, I was scared. Like, I guess it wasn't, I wasn't scared of my dad. I was just freaking out. And, um, they had like the, the, the cops and the, the police, like, or the firefighters had to, I mean, like they, I was, I was, I ran off into the woods cause I was scared to death and it was anxiety. And my, I think my dad was having a, a panic attack because he didn't know what to do. Like my daughter was just vicious, viciously assaulted and she has to go to the hospital. And like, so they, the, the firefighters took over. My dad went home my mom went home and they got away from the situation. But I think my parents had a panic attack because I was in fight or flight mode and I ran off into the freaking woods. Like I ran off like, like, Oh my God. Like what just, what just happened? I just got viciously attacked by somebody and, and now I have to go to the hospital and, and the firefighters are trying, the, the EMTs are trying to scoop me up out of the woods. Like Jeannie, come here like get you need to come over here and we need to take you to the hospital right now 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 you and might have a concussion you might have go ahead i'm sorry honey how did they treat you when you got to the hospital they they i, I was on a, a gurney like or they put me on a, a bed and i was bleeding out of my head like profusely and my tooth was missing like i was bleeding profusely and they were like, well, you have alcohol in your system. I'm like, okay, well, that doesn't mean that you don't need to freaking take care of me. Okay, so I, I was drinking, but does it, that doesn't mean that I was viciously assaulted by a person that was six foot five and dropped me on my head and almost killed me. Okay, so I had to call my friend and she she was so wonderful to come get me and take me to another hospital down i had to leave that i mean i i, I wasn't i was so traumatized I, I i couldn't even believe what i went through but um it all worked out um but the, but the ptsd okay i'm sorry to get off point the ptsd that came after it's amazing how the body and the the mind and the body respond to a situation like that like running away or having to get out of a situation like holy cow it's 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 amazing what the body can do and and anxiety um gosh i mean it, that's i guess the positive thing that i'm trying to say 
um, no one knows. Like it's there's there's a positive part of that that kicks in, and our body, like our mind and our body, take over. Like it's a primal instinct, maybe. Well, I, don't know. I mean, like I, I'm actually glad that you mentioned that because uh, I mean, like uh, it it reminds me of a story as well um, to feed off of that. Okay. To, piggy, to piggyback, um, uh, back <laughs> years ago, um, me and my girlfriend at the time was hosting a pool party, and uh, uh, we had a lot of our friends that came out and joined. We all had like a barbecue and was swimming in the pool and everything. All our friends was there. The kids was there. Everything else and. Uh, uh, the party started winding down, and um, we're we're gathering our things, getting ready to go change clothes and everything, uh, get out of our wet clothes and dry clothes. And I pick up my clothes, and like I, I didn't tie my boots yet. I, I just put them on so I didn't have to walk through the dirt in my socks. And um, something just told me, it's like, look to your right. And I look to my right, and I see my goddaughter, who I think is about five years old at the time. And she's just floating in the pool. And I dropped all of my stuff. I jumped out of my boots and into the pool, and I scooped her up and put her on the deck, and she was lifeless. No. And uh, that was the very first time I'd ever having to give CPR. And uh, I gave her CPR, and uh, she coughed up all this slimy fluid. Oh my uh, gosh! But, she, but she came, she came to, and everything. And as soon as she did, like she was completely oblivious to the fact that she had just drowned. And holy uh, cow! It, as soon as she came to, I went into full fucking panic attack. Down, uh, like I was strong in the moment, but as soon as she come to, I'm like. Oh, you're good. Now let's fuck me for a second. And uh, I just went into full panic attack, and I, I'm sitting there, and I'm shaking, and I'm I'm just irate and everything. And uh, like I, I went into a full panic attack to the point that I started freaking her out. So everyone's having to come calm me down now. Right. Uh, oh, right. But but yeah, no. Uh, so I was glad you brought that up. But, yeah, oh I mean, my gosh. That's something I'll I mean, never forget. I mean, but uh gosh. I mean, it's traumatic. It's it's that's traumatic. But you you saved you saved her life. You saved her life. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, Holy she shit. Sh- you saved her life. She saved mine on multiple occasions. Yeah, no, um she saved my life in multiple ways because uh, back in those days, uh, I was still really heavy into drugs. And uh, there was a lot of times where we would do hallucinogens or uh, or any other kind of drug. And whenever I would be coming down, um, I would just absolutely see nothing but the gloom of life and just hate my existence and everything and uh, damn 
I would see her beautiful face first thing every morning, taking into consideration back then she was like one years old, two years old, three years old. And, uh, damn, as soon like I, I would care for her whenever I would be coming down and everyone else was sleeping. I would get up and I'd get her out and put her in her high chair and I would feed her and I would put on her favorite cartoon uh, which was my neighbor Totoro, and uh, I even bought that DVD. Even though I am almost forty years old, I still watch that video or that that DVD out of this memory. Um, but uh, seeing her, caring for her, taking care of her, uh, kept me from wanting to kill myself. So in turn she saved me and that that is a bond that will always be between the two of us and uh that helped fight a lot of my anxiety um from being on drugs because obviously drugs do carry with it like an increase in anxiety um but yeah no whenever i had to give her cpr um that sent me into a full-blown panic attack and uh now, I mean, panic attacks are crippling. I mean, them, um, like, uh, sorry if I'm like dominating at the moment, uh, but like, I know whenever I would have anxiety <coughs> attacks, um, like, it, it would just completely seize up my body, like, e- every muscle, mm-hmm. uh, e- every single thing in me just seized up. And I mean, I, I couldn't unclench my fist. I couldn't open my mouth. I couldn't quit hyperventilating. Uh, I couldn't quit crying. Um, it, it just, it seized up every orifice in me. And uh, I would have to get someone to pry open my hands or pry open my mouth to feed me an anxiety pill. And as soon as the anxiety pill would start taking effect and allow my body to limber up just a little bit, I would just instantly go to tears. And the rest of my day was spent. Like, I mean, my energy just depleted. Um, I was down for the count. Um, Uh, I mean, I, I was just out of it. My head was all fucked up. Everything upstairs was scrambled. Um, there was no going forward after anxiety attacks. So, no, I mean, anxiety attacks is a very real thing. Um, I sympathize for anyone that has them. Uh, and anyone that just thinks it m- makes you a wuss for having them just has no understanding of them it's, it's absolutely beyond your control um, they're full uh, of shit yeah you you don't have them because you're weak you have them because you just fucking have them everybody has anxiety fucking attacks like they're those people are full of shit they're that's a mask you know that that's those are fake people they're they're fake Oh, well, you see, know. I don't know if everybody does. Like, I think people say. Yeah, it's not everyone, but I a think large people portion. use the word panic attack or anxiety attack, and then they didn't really have like an, a full blown panic or anxiety attack. 
that is kind of one of the things I wanted to uh, address in because it's sort of like the words are flung about very willy nilly when I think there's a lot of people that just say it, but they don't, they they didn't really have one. Um, You could, I mean, you could usually tell by the context of which the person's speaking, because in a lot of the stories they'll say, and they, they continue on as normal. Like what you said, um, Cage the Best, it's like they your your days your days almost shot. You're it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like with regards to what you were saying about the whole um climbing up, um that that had never that was a new one for me that had never happened, but did happen uh like what sort of something like, I don't know, five or six months ago. I went to the ER twice in one week, um for panic attack. I, I, I remember that. Yeah, I didn't know it was a panic attack. I really thought because I never had this. Well, what what somebody told me is called lobster claws. Like basically, and yeah. I can laugh, I can laugh now, but I was not laughing at all during that time. But I basically was just sort of started eating, and my whole like my whole it happened all of a sudden. That's what didn't make sense to me. So I was completely fine. I felt fine nothing had happened so nothing has to happen even for sometimes to have a panic attack or to have anxiety or general anxiety or socially nothing has to happen it can just actually come out the blue for example if i have a really high anxiety that'll affect my appetite so usually it means anxiety is high i'm not going to be able to eat now i could try oh lisa you know go and eat you just cannot you it's you really almost like difficult to swallow when your anxiety is high. And that's not mm-hmm. even a panic attack. That's just acute, acutely high uh, anxiety. I, yeah, like, no, I, I mean, so, sorry to interrupt. I know uh, a lot of times when my anxiety is high and I'm trying to eat, like, I mean, I'm trying to force feed. It's like, I know, like, I mean, I'm chewing and I know if I swallow this, I'm going to throw up. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. I could barely even chew and swallow when it gets exactly. to that, and it's that point. And food just it tastes disgusting to you. Like it just it's not, not appealing at all. Your yeah. body your body might need some nutrients or whatever, but you're just not able to. And it's not like, oh well, you just, you know, you just need to eat, you just need to it's like people just say, Oh, you just, you know, just need to do this and that. It's like, well, if I've tried everything because I've had panic attacks since I was a teenager. Like I've had anxiety for a long time. Um, I had the, like, just to finish the, the hospital story, I really thought it was like something, you know, and I've had, this is coming from a person who's had panic attacks for years. I legit did not think this was a panic attack. It was different. I had the, everything seizing up. My whole arms lost all power. I could barely move. I could, all my thinking was gone. Like I couldn't even think properly. And I was pacing, pacing. I was like, oh, I don't want to have, you don't, nobody wants to go to the, hospital nobody wants to go to mm-hmm. i went twice that week and they sent me away saying it was a panic attack and i even didn't believe the first time that they said it was a panic attack but knowing that it was a panic attack they treated me awfully they didn't give me anything for anxiety they didn't help they didn't care at all that i was saying i'm, I'm, I'm freaking out they didn't do anything for it so there's actually really no point to go Honestly, no, I mean, te- technically i mean like there really is no treatment for an anxiety attack um, like if you go in for a panic attack, technically all you can really do is let said person ride it out because I mean, it's going to pass. They could have given me anxiety medicine. Oh, uh, agreed. 
Agreed. But but um, but they but they were shitty fucking. They were they're shitty fucking. They, I mean I mean I'm not. No, they, hey, they I'm not criticizing yeah. the medical staff, but I, 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 you guys know, like, I mean, like, I've I've been in a situation where um, <sighs> medical staff have been very awful to me after a physical assault. Okay, and I was shocked how I was treated, and I had to have my friend pick me up and take me to another hospital. To get love and kind care, like give me, give me the care. I mean, you know, you can't fucking stitch up my fucking forehead, you know, glue it together. You're gonna glue my fucking forehead together. What the fuck? So I, you know, my friend took me to another hospital, and they're like, "Okay, you need a couple of stitches, and we're gonna take care of you. You're gonna be fine. <coughs> Everything's gonna be okay." I just, I. I mean, I, I mean, I was in anxiety mode, like, fuck, I was in fight or flight for like fucking 10 hours, you That's know, true. and, but thank God I got to a hospital that was caring and loving. That is such a huge difference when it comes to anxiety. Like, I mean, we, we can, you know, have anxiety and breathe through it or, or have, a medication that helps us breathe through it. But the loving and healing of people, like when they actually fucking care, like they, they fucking care, you know, makes the the biggest difference in the world when it comes to anxiety. I'm like, Oh God, I'm I'm in fight or flight. I mean, I didn't know I was in fight or flight mode. My, my body was just fucking reacting. But the fact that I had to fucking move from one hospital to another, I I, I was absolutely mortified. I I, I mean, I I couldn't believe that the hospital that I was at was so shitty towards me. Oh, because you, I had alcohol in my system. Oh, but that that's okay for you to like, to judge me. I mean, like I, I had alcohol in my system, uh, but I, I got somebody necessarily... fucking attacked me and I needed fucking help and you're not fucking helping me. So now my fucking friend needs to come fucking up from coming Georgia to fucking pick me up and take me to another hospital because you guys are fucking pieces of shit. That is fucking awful. That is well, probably I mean, one of the most. I, I, I'm not going to say that. Um, that was awful. That, that, I, I'm not going to say you're wrong. Uh, I mean, I'm really not. No, I'm because, not wrong I mean, at all. Like, no, at no, all. No, I, I agree with you. Um, but, I mean, in their There's no buts about it, honey. No, no. In, There's in no their... buts about that. No. I was uh, viciously attacked by somebody. Oh, and no, I had no, to go 100%. to another hospital because the, the fucking medical staff was not capable of taking care of me when I needed fucking care after the ambulance dropped me off. So I had to go to another hospital and my friend had to fucking take me to another hospital because that staff was so shitty. They were so fucking shitty that they could not. I mean, like, I mean, like I, I'm, I, I've been abused. Like my tooth is missing. My fucking head is broken. My fucking nose is fractured and I have blood all over my fucking face. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're, and you're going to sit me on a gurney and leave me there. You're, you're going to sit me there and leave me there. Okay. No, uh, just, the, just to watch what the, the fuck is wrong what? with fucking people. 
No, no. What what I was gonna say is like, yes, you you experienced a traumatizing thing, uh, a very dramatic thing, obviously. Yeah. Uh, very very traumatizing. <laughs> something that's gonna stay with you for life. Um, but as far as the anxiety a- aspect of it, um, like treating the anxiety of it, like going into the hospital, like what Lisa just said about going in for a panic attack. I mean, I, I mean, like, I mean, this coming from someone who suffers from anxiety attacks as well, um, like, honestly, the best remedy is write it out. Like, I mean, that, I'm not talking about write out your anxiety uh, from, from the traumatic experience that you just experienced, um, just the anxiety part. I mean, yes, no, their job was to patch you up. You you were beaten, you were broken, patch you up, uh, help medicate you, and, and those regards. But, uh, but as far as the anxiety, um, yes, you, you can give you a Valium or a Xanax or something, obviously. Uh, that will help calm you down. Um, bring you down to a lower level to where you're not so frantic. Um, but, well, uh, but, but I mean, so yeah, in those regards, yeah, shitty service. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Um, because I was in a, a hospital, I was taken by ambulance because I had, bl- I mean, I was beaten. I was beaten to to death, right? Fight or flight, I survived that attack. And then I was left on a, a gurney and neglected. I was neglected by the hospital staff. No, I wasn't no given. Dispute, so I was in panic attack. I was in panic. Like I was... I was panicking for hours. No, I was panicking for hours. No, like they should have gave you something for that. They, but, they but, really but, should have. Let me yeah. finish. Let me finish. I'm sorry. trying to say. I'm trying to say sorry. something here. Sorry. sorry. Go well, ahead. no, like I, I'm like I had to go. I had to get my friend to pick me up from this hospital and go to another hospital to get the love and kind like I needed to have somebody calm me down because I was so in a frantic mode. Like mm-hmm. I was uh, viciously attacked and then I was neglected by the hospital that I was taken to and I had to go to another hospital. And I was so, I, I spent basically shit, probably seven hours. I was seven hours into panic mode and into anxiety without any kind of fucking drug or whatever. Like I was already in PTSD, like the PTSD broke in and everything broke in. And, um, I was not able to get any kind of recovery until I got to the second hospital that I went to. And thank God they were loving and kind and they were good to me and they treated me well and not like shit you know just because i had alcohol in my where where did you end up going did you end up going to coming coming yep and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say any names about Uh, any hospitals but coming hospital is definitely way better than the one that used to be here okay Um, the one that used to be here even the staff would tell you don't come here so, I, no, I, I, mean, I was shocked. I, I'm a hundred percent on your side. Uh, I'm I, not 
by any means down. And I'm so, I'm so, no, this I'm sorry to be a bit a bit like aggressive about it, like talking about it, but that was probably one of the worst. Um, I mean, caregiving situations. I mean, I I I don't go to the hospital, but like for for that for the way I was treated, it was horrific. It was oh, yeah. horrific. It was I, horrific. I, I'm I sorry, guys. I know. Yeah. I know. I fucking went off on a tangent. I'm so sorry. I don't no, mean to freak out. You're good. I, I know Lisa was trying to say something. Uh, uh, I'm just gonna say that, like, so that's exactly how I feel and feel feel all the time when if somebody if I'm having a panic attack and somebody tells me to write it out or um, is not helping or get you know is is I'm not expecting anyone to help because frankly, nobody, for me, when I'm having a panic attack, nobody can help me. I'm in, I'm, that's one of the scariest aspects of it for me is that nobody can help me, but you can make it worse. Oh and, yeah. And the way you make it worse is exactly what happened to you, Janina Bossel, which is people not giving you any help, attention when you're, especially when you're at a, a facility that that's their job to do it. And that's exactly how I feel whenever with the, the times I've gone to the hospital for, well unknowingly for panic attacks and given no treatment for panic attack no 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 care no consideration for the fact that i'm freaking the fuck out so i completely like in your situation you've not only been physically assaulted you're also then in turn having an anxiety attack on top of that which is like wow terrible awful right yeah so I feel, and, and actually, I feel the same way. It makes me angry when when I when people don't, uh, you know, have any sort of empathy for anxiety, which is why I wanted to talk about this. I guess it, I I don't know. I mean, I can even speak to my my previous long term relationship. I what it was a, probably a huge issue in the relationship was that the other person did not have any empathy for uh, mental health issues or awareness or anything like that and I, I I've been in another relationship where I I did break up with him because of that um but because I made I drew a line I drew a line and a, and a boundary for myself which I let this previous person walk all over I guess or you know I didn't I didn't stick to my guns but it, it was basically that if you make my anxiety panic attacks or mental health worse it's time to go and I didn't listen to myself. That's what I should have, you know, I should have left a long time ago because if you make it worse, what am I doing in this? What am I doing? You know, yeah. I, I, it's not, I, I'd rather be alone. No, I mean, that, that's like there was one day, uh, I, I used to work at this, uh, factory job. Uh, we made wood things. I'm not going to get in details cause don't know the rules. Um, but, uh, like, um, like you, you know how an anxiety attack comes along. Uh, first you start getting that nervous feeling. You're nervous. You don't know why. Uh, but, but you're just nervous. You can feel it in your gut. You can feel it in your pores. Um, you, you just start sweating. You just start getting anxious and, uh, it's like, what's going on? But once you start to recognize like, oh, I'm about to have a fucking anxiety attack. Uh, and, and you go to a safety spot. Well, my safety spot at work was to go to the bathroom. And I went to the bathroom and I sat in my stall 
and I just went into a full-blown panic attack, but I, I hit my panic attack before I could even close the stall door. So I was just curled up in the floor, just seized up. And I'm sitting there having a panic attack. I'm just, I'm frozen. I'm freaking the fuck out and everything. And one of the guys I work with, not going to mention names, um, he come in there. He walked in. He looked at me. And then he went over, took his piss, washed his hands, and walked away. And when I come out of my my anxiety attack, I was in infuriated it's like thanks for the fucking help and i chased him around the job with a piece of wood it's like thanks for fucking helping me asshole i mean i i went like full irate wow and uh i actually had to sit down and have a conversation with my supervisor about that and I, uh luckily my supervisor was married to a guy who also suffered from anxiety attacks. <laughs> so, uh, so but she the, was uh, understanding, but I mean, like you, you can't, you have no control over. I mean, like, like right here, the definition of anxiety, the intense, excessive and persistent worry and fear about everyday situations Fast heart rate, rapid breathing, sweating, and feeling tired uh, is something that you're going to deal with. And then anxiety can also be normal in stressful situations, such as in public speaking, taking a test. Uh, Anxiety is only an indicator of underlying disease when uh, feelings become excessive and all-consuming and interfere with daily living. I mean, like, for anyone that suffers from anxiety, I mean, like, it is the real deal. I mean, like, I mean, like, you've got your people that enjoy the spotlight. Uh, they love to be the center of attention. But then you've got, like, the people like us. Like, and I mean, I know we're about to go into this. Hell, I'll bring it up first. Fucking, like, with social anxiety down uh like for me like i i have no balls like when it comes to uh like like speaking in front of a group damn i have stage fright from hell uh i fucking hate talking in front of people i mean even if even if we have a meeting at work these are people i work with on a daily these are people i work with for years uh if like I mean, I can sit down and I can talk to them one on one about anything. And I mean, like, and anyone that knows me, fucking, I'll say all kinds of shit. But damn, you put me in the center of a group, man. I'm not the center of attention. I do not like to be the center of attention. It's one of my biggest fears. <laughs> um, un- unless I'm willing to publicly humiliate myself, which in a lot of ways I find very entertaining but uh but if it's something serious like if we're having a group meeting and i have to sit there and say something like yeah this is what we're doing wrong or whatever fucking i'm shaky i'm sweating my heart is beating out of my chest down uh i i have extreme social anxiety well, so. I, I, I will make a, um, I will make a, gosh, I hope I can say this correctly. Um, 
I totally understand where you're coming from, Cage DeBiss. Um, our vice president, she cackles a lot. She laughs like when she's under pressure. Um, she, she, um, she laughs, and it's it's creepy. It's like it's 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 like okay, she can't answer a a. a, a she can't answer a a question without cackling like a fucking hyena. Like, and I'm not, I'm not trying to be judgmental or weird. I just like, it's like some people like that's anxiety and it's, and it's, it's first and foremost, like that person does not know how to handle their job. Like they don't know how to present themselves in a stoic you know, we can go back to Memento Mori and talk about stoicism. That that person cannot handle their job because they don't know how to answer questions. They all they just laugh it. They just laugh it out like a the the fucking Joker. And it's like, what is that? I don't. That's that. See, I it, I get the uncomfortable. I do that. Like I will get the giggles in very. You get the giggles. Okay. Oh, inappropriate times. Nothing I, wrong with giggles. Nothing wrong. No, no, no. I have laughed. I will laugh when I'm uncomfortable sometimes, or I will make a joke to you know, or I'll like I do, I I do. I have laughed at funerals uh, uncontrollably. I've yeah. So I get that. I see what okay. is like. I I would never choose a job like that because <laughs> because because it's not yeah. Because for obvious reasons, like it's just that would not never be my comfort zone or anything I would enjoy because a huge part of public faces, you know. But yeah, and I, I, and I, I don't, point. and I'm, I apologize. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to like, I mean, I'm being judged. I guess I'm being a, a bit judgmental you and closed minded. You're, you're just being observative. Okay. Well, the only thing is, is that you can develop anxiety. So maybe she didn't have anxiety before, but maybe she does now. And that, you know, that, you know, it's, it's, that's how it's manifesting through these weird giggles, I guess. But, um, I don't know. I honestly don't know because I don't know that person and all that sort of thing. So, I mean, I have empathy. Uh, suffers from anxiety, but, um, agreed. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I, but yeah, I don't really know enough about that to, to comment. I mean, like, I mean, like, I, I guess people handle anxiety in different ways, you know. Very well, much. So. I mean, but, yeah, no, it's, it, it's definitely an individual scenario. Yeah. It just depends like, on the on the situation. Yeah. I think. Just like, yeah. like talking about like general anxiety disorder, which. I would say that I've got since like, I don't think there's a day that goes by that I'm not anxious, but I'm just, because I'm so used to it. Like I do once in a blue moon notice when I'm not. And I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, this is so cool. Like life can be like this. Like it's the most yeah. amazing feeling when, when I don't feel anxious, but I, and I notice it because I'm like, Oh my God, what is this? How other people do people without anxiety just feel this every day. And I'm almost like, kind of like in awe and sort of like envious that there's this whole world that I'm missing out on because of my anxiety. It's really held me back in so many ways. It's caught, it made me do weird things, irrational things to somebody else. They'll be like, 
why are you reacting like this? Like I have sensitivity, very high sensitivity to lights and to like my surroundings are very like I'm hyper aware of my surroundings to a fault where like tiny things will distract me. Um, like I have concentration issues. Like I get, I can get really, really restless. Like I find it very diff difficult to relax, which is annoying for people because you never, you know, nobody wants to hang around with somebody who's kind of like hyper um, no. you know, well, I mean, it's like with general anxiety. Like, I mean, it's a severe ongoing anxiety that you can, I mean, like everyone can develop anxiety, which would be considered general anxiety. Um, like, I mean, like, uh, where we have like severe anxiety, like people like, Let's say me or Lisa or you, um, them, I mean, e even though we're a more severe type of case, I guess you could say, cause like I'm on, I'm on three different anxiety medicines, Like I, I am a severe case. Um, but it, even the people with less severe anxiety or general anxiety, um, even though theirs isn't as bad as mine, anxiety is anxiety. So, I mean, like, it, it's still affecting that person. Um, uh, it, it's kind of like saying it's like my back hurts and having someone say it's like, oh, you don't know nothing about back pain. Wait until you're my age. It's like, you know what? No, back pain is back pain. Anxiety is anxiety. So, uh, that, that's the way I would feel about it. Uh, damn, uh, well, it, it is affecting that person. Well, there, I mean, like there's physical aspects to anxiety. I mean, even generalized oh, anxiety. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, like if, if, if we're having a, a mental moment, so the brain is thinking, um, and it, it manifests itself into stress, and it's a stress, so it, it, it might become a fight or flight or PTS, like a, depending on the situation. It depends on the person. It depends on the, the experience that person has. But I've actually seen someone have physical anxiety. It wasn't a heart attack. It wasn't, it, it wasn't a heart attack at all. But, like, he still had to go to the hospital. He was a bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. But like, I mean, he he still had to go to the hospital, and th I mean, the the, the um, not to, I'm not trying to knock, you know, first responders or EMTs or nurses or any like anything like that. I'm just saying that, I mean, they they kind of treated him like, oh, he, you know, he's a he's a bodybuilder, he's probably on steroids, blah blah blah. But he was actually having an anxiety attack, and it was physical. Like it was, uh, he couldn't control. Like it, it, it just got out of hand. I and I, and I know that it was from you know early experiences in his life. Because when we when we moved to England, and we lived with his mom, his mom, and she told me that I was just going to have to carry him through life. I was absolutely shocked. This is a, this was a woman that um, 
had was she was a groomer and she took care of lots of dogs you know and and they were really well uh versed they were really well um they communicated well together like it was like a an irish setter an english setter a healer a freaking um you know um uh, uh, uh russell of uh, what what the fuck is it a uh, russell wait Jack Russell, thank you. I mean, like, there's all kinds of there was all kinds of dogs that were at her house. But I mean, for her to tell me and turn around and tell me, you're just going to have to carry him through life, darling. That was probably one of the most disturbing things I've ever heard. And I mean, it, it, I mean, I'm not trying to say that it gave me. I mean, it did give me anxiety. But I'm like, I understood why my boyfriend had anxiety because his mom completely abandoned him and and he had to like work out and be all fucking fit and whatever to 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 fight off that that horror that's abusive behavior like you don't a mom doesn't do that to their child in my opinion you don't you don't fucking hurt like that's that was so cruel it was cruel and i didn't know how to fucking deal with it i was like holy shit i don't that was i'm sorry i'm sorry to my, my i haven't talked to my ex-boyfriend in 20 years um he was a, he was a sweet person but he he just he had a lot of um anxiety um he had a spider uh, phobia but i mean his mom didn't she didn't love him it was really sad. Yeah, yeah, like a lot of times people are judged on their appearance as well with regards to anxiety, especially people in the public eye, sports people, men for sure. Uh, you know, it's more of a stigma for men to come through and say, hey, I've got anxiety issues. A lot of times like people say to me, have said to me, oh, you're so calm. You're, you're you know, I seem calm to people. Well, they ha- it just goes to show how well when you've lived with anxiety, you get at hiding it from people. And a lot of times the people that seem to be have their shit together the most are sometimes the ones who are suffering the most from it. You never know. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, we, we build up that, I don't, don't want to say immunity, um, but we are able to like, interface with... Uh, putting on that mask yeah yeah it's yeah. like how you know the, the the joker of the class is usually super sad and exactly the similar thing like you learn how to hide it because you have to you know and i mean i've gotten to the point where i haven't been able to go to work where it's gotten so debilitating where i haven't been able to even go and do regular things you know so Ditto. i've had both sides of anxiety where i can public face i can do that um, and hide it and get through it but it really takes up a lot of energy to do that and I usually have to people will you know say want to hang out and stuff like that but if I've worked and worked with the public for a few days I really don't have energy left to be social right yeah one or the yeah. other like, yeah. I have, have to either get me when I'm not working and then I can actually hang out and be social or is it there's not like there's no none of this whole like I could do both like I will 
I will be exhausted. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, anxiety disorder is just a mental health disorder characterized by feelings of worry, anxiety, fear that are strong enough to interfere with someone's daily activities. I mean, um, well, I mean, uh, there, there's been multiple occasions where my, my anxiety has just, uh, prevented me from going to work or going to hang out with people them uh i mean like it's something that's beyond our control um them i don't uh, even say yes to things anymore like i used to be same like codependent if you refer back to our codependency issue i've got major codependency issues where i people please and say yes when i really want to say no to social obligations or work obligations but now i usually just say no but if that changes i'll let you know because I might be fine on that day when I say yes, but the, the version of me on the other day is possibly not going to fucking want to do that social thing. But and that, it, that's the good thing is like people like us have, have learned that, like we've been dealing for, with this for so long. Damn. Uh, we're, I, I don't want to say we're learning to conquer. Um, well, no, a- actually, that is what I want to say. We're learning to conquer our anxiety. I mean, like, anxiety has been a a domination of our entire lives. We, we've all suffered from it speak for, for so long. Speak for yourself. Well, Don't okay, speak. okay. I have learned to dominate my anxiety to the point is down. Like, I mean, like, even like you just said, it's like learning to say no to things that we don't want to do. Like, where our normal social disorder is, is to be a yes man. Uh, I, even though I don't want to, I'll do it because I'm afraid to say no. Um, and I put myself in social, socially awkward situations that I don't generally want to be in. But uh, now I have developed the skill. It's like, you know what? I don't want to. I don't want yeah. to, and I don't have to. Yeah. Uh, what's What's the worst that can happen? I might piss you off. Yeah. Sorry I couldn't be there, but uh, I, I really didn't want to come. I would have been socially awkward. I would have been anxious, and uh, I, I would have been extremely uncomfortable. Um, so I, I didn't go. And I mean, yeah. like, and that is technically conquering your anxiety. Um, damn, uh, had I gone down, I, I just would have been awkward the whole fucking time. I, I would, I would have felt like a flux. Uh, I, I just, I, I wouldn't have intervened with anyone. I, I wouldn't have, uh, <clears throat> I, I wouldn't have, uh, made any sense i would have been nervous the whole fucking time damn i just would have been socially awkward so it was better that i didn't go and i mean like that that might be kind of like a a damn uh what's the word uh introvert um but it's not technically introverse uh just because it's like i i was battling myself but i and to me that feels like i'm winning the battle it's like i 
I didn't put myself into a situation that I did not want to be in. So I I would feel like that is a comfort. (coughs) Yeah, sometimes I feel like that's a, I I need to force myself to do things and to combat it. And other times I feel like I don't, I should get rid of the shoulds. I don't have to do it, you know. So I feel like I do a bit of a balancing act with that, you know. Um, yeah. And then I wanted to discuss was uh, how, so when I first started, you know, having, being going to the doctor for anxiety, they always tried to put me in the category of being depressed. And I said, I'm not depressed at all. I'm fucking joyful, but I have a crippling anxiety. And I, and I think that it's still sometimes lumped together. But more so, it's becoming where, it, you know, they can live separately. Um, and um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I, now I feel like they, they treat them a lot more separately. But um, they, you know. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Is that, like, I want, I like it to be more normalized that I can say, oh, no, I'm sorry. You know, let's say I ha- it was back pain. We'll use the back pain analogy or, or example. Like, if I say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I cannot make it. My back is acting up. Well, that's acceptable. So it should be just as acceptable for me to say, look, I'm sorry, I, I'm not going to be able to make it today because my anxiety is, you know. I would love for that to be, like, normalized. I mean, that that's like saying, uh, like, when it comes to disease, uh, they say that alcoholism or addiction is a disease. But, uh... It's one of the only diseases you can be yelled at for having. Like, you can't yell at someone for having diabetes. Right. But you can yell at someone for being a drunk. <coughs> and uh, definitely been yelled at for having that disease. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, uh, what Jeannie and Avasa was saying about, you know, how she was treated at the hospital. Exactly. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, even with social anxieties, social anxieties, chronic mental health condition in which social interactions cause uh, irrational anxiety. I mean, like, your heart races, you're scared, and uh, your depression comes out, even though you don't want to acknowledge the fact that you have depression. Um, It's amazing at how much of a factor that plays, uh, even if you don't want to acknowledge it, it it's there. It, I mean, that is a, a major factor in anxiety. Um, like the people that are less anxious, uh, tend to have, I don't want to say more of an ego, but, uh, uh, or more sure of themselves. Um, like, like with me, um, like I, I have no ego. Um, like I am very unsure of myself. I am, uh, 90% of the time I feel like I am socially awkward. Um, and whenever I am put within a group of people, 
half of the time they're sitting here talking about things that I ain't got a fucking clue what they're talking about. Everything just sounds Greek. Um, like I might as well be trying to perform brain surgery with a monkey wrench. Um, uh, but that, that causes my anxiety to peak. And, uh, I, I end up saying something stupid and damn, everyone just looks at me and it's like, uh, now I'm awkward. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, it's horrible. It's a horrible fucking yeah. feeling. Yeah, totally. I, I totally understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. And then another form of anxiety that we have not discussed, like separation anxiety. Um, like oh, I can you, talk you, to you about that with dogs. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, you got your separation anxiety, and like, say, uh, a mother's dropping her kid off to pre-K for the very first time, and that kid spends the next two weeks just screaming. Or, like, with, like you said, like, with your pets. Um, your pets it's, it's uh, tear shit yeah. up and everything. I mean, like, they don't know how to deal without you. And I mean, like, and it even works all the way up into an adulthood. Like, I, I can, I could tell you a thousand fucking times where, like, I've had a girlfriend and, uh, like, we're hot and heavy in love and it, it's nothing but cuddles and kisses and sex and then they eventually got to go to work and I just spend the whole day moping around like a lost fucking chihuahua and um, I mean that's social anxiety to the T down I mean like uh, or uh, separation anxiety um, to the T it's fucking uh, it's I want you, I want you here, and I want you here 100% of the time. But, I mean, that's not the way life works, but that's how my mind hands, handles it. Uh, fucking, where are you at? Why ain't you It's here? subliminal. It's subliminal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but, but I can, I mean, I don't have any children, and, and I'm, not a, I'm not a mom. You know, I've, I've Neither you know, I'm a daughter, <laughs> of, of course, right? <laughs> As obvious that I'm a daughter, yeah. but, um, but, um, when there's a situation like where the the dog or the the cat knows that if if I'm packing up my bags and I'm, I'm I have a suitcase out, they know that, and all of a sudden they fucking have diarrhea or fucking are starting to puke or something. Like it's like okay, you know, but it, it's 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 crazy like how animals, you know are so committed to their own, like to the ones they love and, and the ones that love them. But it's like, Hey, I'm, I'm leaving for, I'm leaving for like a week. I'm going to go away. And, but, but then they just have the shits and, or they fucking have to throw up or something. And it's like the person that comes in to take care of them, you know, um, I mean, it, it's okay. Like they, it'll, it, it works itself out. But separation anxiety, I, I mean, I've seen it at its, gosh, uh, you know, like the most obvious point is when one person, like their their loyalty and their love and their commitment to someone and that person leaves or that whatever it is leaves. And it's like, holy shit, you just fucking left me. So I'm going to go fucking shit and fucking have diarrhea and throw up everywhere. 
Well, um, I, I can give you a prime example that even okay. Lisa can relate to of uh, separation anxiety, okay? Um, I had spoken about in the previous podcast about where I had moved up to Maine to get off of pain pills because my addiction had the better of me. Okay. And uh, I lived up in Maine for five years. And once I felt like I was fully cleansed and everything, I got homesick. I missed my family. And my my mother had already passed away. My uncle had already passed away, who was a tremendous uh, person um, in, in my life and everything. And when I was living up in Maine and I'd gotten clean and I'd gotten level-headed, um, I started developing the fear that uh, what if I live 1,300 miles away from my family and let's say my my sister gets in a car wreck and her and her children passed away and uh, I wasn't there to be able to say goodbye. And uh, I know Lisa had the same thing going on with like when her father passed away, but she still had the remainder of family and even though she wants to travel the world this is where her family's at um, right. so that I that's don't have separation anxiety to be Sorry. clear I don't Sorry. have I don't have separation anxiety but I would no definitely... but this is a conversation that you and I have had I would say that I don't I don't have separation anxiety but I think <laughs> that um, maybe my mom does. But I don't have, I do not have separation anxiety. It's one anxiety I don't have, you know, hurrah. Well, I, I know with me, uh, like, I mean, I don't even want to acknowledge that as a, a separation anxiety, but I mean, I, I do recognize the fact is like, this is where my family is. And if my family is going to go before me, this is where I want to be. And that does hinder me on living my own life because, I mean, like the sole purpose of living is to be able to go out and be an individual, to go out and do my own thing. But what if something happens? I I need to be here. I don't need to be 2,000 miles away. And I mean, that, that is a hardcore definition of separation anxiety, even though I don't want to acknowledge that fact, but... I, I couldn't even fathom the amount of guilt I would have had I been 2,000 away, 2,000 miles away, and something happened to one of my family members, and I wasn't here to to offer comfort or or to say goodbye or to, who knows, maybe I could have prevented it. Um, and I mean, like, I mean... I really don't know how to explain it, but I mean, like... Yeah, I feel like separation anxiety is, is more of a rational anxiety. It like, is very irrational. No, rational. I would say oh. rational. Like, that makes sense to me. Like, okay, you know, you've you've reasoned as to why you feel anxious about leaving. Yeah, because yeah. You yeah. have a reason. Where, like, with general anxiety disorder, panic disorder, and social anxiety... For me, it doesn't have a, a clear-cut reason. 
I wish it did because then I could eliminate the, I could eliminate the, the, if I get to the source of it, then maybe I could not have it, you know, because it's irrational. It's impossible for me to fix it. Like where separation anxiety purpose, like I, I think that's, that one never came into my thought because I don't suffer from that. Like it's, that makes sense why people would feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it sucks because not everyone feels that way. I mean, and, that's supposed to be the natural order of things. Like, you're birthed, you're raised, you leave the nest. Not for I every mean, culture. that's the way it's supposed to be. That it's not. That's the way it's supposed to be in certain cultures, but not every culture is like that. Uh, I, I ain't gonna say every culture is that way, but I mean, like, uh, okay, we we can say Americans. Uh, we we can say the American culture. It's your birth. You're brought up, you're educated, you get a job, you go on your own way, you lead your own path, and you come back and visit the nest occasionally. But, uh, but I mean, like, the way I was raised, or like what you just said with your mom, uh, where your mom is the one that has separation anxiety, um, my mom was the same way. Like, she didn't know how to let me go. And she kept me in the nest. And now that she's dead and gone, like, I still don't know how to leave the nest. Um, I, 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 like, I have all these dreams and goals of things I want to do. But I still have that inner fear of uh, what if I leave and something happens? And I'm not there for it. I'm I'm the protector. I'm the only male in the family. Uh, I'm supposed to be there to protect the nest, to protect the household, the, the homestead. Um, but I mean that that's a fear I've got to let go. Um, yeah. I mean I, I've go. got a, I've got a life to live. You don't too. need to have that responsibility. That's not no. on you, honey. No, I, I've got a life to live too. My sisters. They already got married. They already pumped out their kids. They they well, already they have down... they have men in their lives too. Like they don't yeah. you don't need to be like the fucking uh, agreed. So I mean, I've got to let that aspect go. If I decide I want to move to say let let's say Texas, uh, I have no desire to go to Texas, but just as an example. Um, but I mean that should be a choice. Like I'm not married. I don't have kids. Why? Why am I tied to this place? Well, I mean, that's an anxiety I've got to overcome. Okay. Okay. Um, so, sure. I mean, like, I, I've got to learn to separate. That's that's learned behavior. That's that's childhood. Yeah. That's raised. That's from your childhood. Like that that you learned that from your childhood. Yeah. I mean, so in my I mean, opinion, that, that's something that all of us got to learn. Like. Yeah, exactly. Um, me too. Me too. Oh, oh hell yeah. Because I'm an aggressive. I'm an aggressive person. And I have to congratulate my dad. I mean, my I love my dad. You know, he's the devil's advocate. You know, he likes to test me on stuff. But I mean, he raised me. He raised me to be a very um, defensive, strong female. And I, that's why I've never been married. And I don't have children or any of that stuff. Because the learned behavior you teaching me 
military style to go into full plank position and hold it, you know, and like be aggressive with my brother and so like it was it was very it was very militant and I and it I, and and it's it, it created I'm I'm not blaming my dad okay I'm not blaming my dad but I'm blaming learned behavior that my anxiety that I built over the years it was an accident it was it was because I learned that as a child like I had to learn to defend from myself like as an independent person, which I'm very proud of, but you know, shit. I mean, I'm not a soft, sweet, kind, loving, like, you know, you know, my feet up against the fucking sink, you know, baking cookies and shit like that. Like, no, my dad taught me to fucking be an asshole, like stand up for yourself. Don't fuck around. And you know, if anybody gives you shit, you're going to fucking fuck them up. Like, that's pretty much what I was fucking taught. And, and nobody's going to fucking want to marry something like that. Like, that's a fucking monster. It's terrible, you know? And oh, yeah. but, but I mean, I'm, I'm sorry I'm going off on myself. It's like, but the anxiety there is that the anxiety that I have felt over the last 20 years, because I'm in my older years, is that... um it's not that I'm not capable of love. It's just that I'm, I'm a loving person, but my anxiety of, of how I react to things is, is like, it, it happens after the fact, if that makes sense. Like I'm, Oh shit. I shouldn't have acted in that way, but because of my learned behavior, I acted in that way. And so it looks gross. Like it looks it doesn't, it's not, it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Like who wants to fucking marry somebody that can act like a dude, like has a lot of masculine energy. Like how the fuck, why was anybody, I don't know. Like it's, 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 I don't know. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. I think that there's too much of a stigma on, you know, men with feminine qualities and women with masculine qualities. Like, so, I mean, I, I see see what you're what you're saying, but sorry I went off like that. I'm no, sorry. I mean, you're good. I mean, I I grew up in a house full of women. I I am the the single male in, in my household. Um, I would definitely go so far as to say that um, uh, I am way more in touch with my feminine side than uh, most men. Um, I did not grow up with the masculine, uh, uh, fucking, uh, shit, what's the word? I don't know. The masculine role model. Um, because your dad was gone, right? He was gone. Yeah, my, my dad left when I was nine years old. Um, I did not grow up with a masculine, uh, role model. So, um, damn, like I grew up in a house full of females. So I was taught to have feelings and, uh, uh, damn, I, I've seen more chick flicks than any man on the goddamn planet. Uh, and I would say I've probably seen more than most females on the planet. 
So, I mean, I grew up to be, like, the hopeless romantic and the caring type well, yeah, and uh, everything else. Types here, like, big guy. Uh-huh. This is very stereotype chat. I'm no, sorry. no, no. I, I'm not sorry, being... I didn't mean to get off topic. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm not being stereotypical. Um, yeah, I mean, like, on, because honestly, that you want the females like to watch chick flicks. No, no, no. That's not my point at all. It's the females I grew up with watched the chick flicks. Like my mom was uh, a lifetime and. Uh, uh, channel and uh, like uh, Dave, channel. Dave, Hallmark, Hallmark channel, you mean? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I, mean, I mean, I'm not laughing at her, I'm just laughing because that's that's a funny remark. No, I, I mean, it's the truth. It's my mom, uh, she she was extremely big into the Lifetime channel, she was extremely big into like um like her soap operas and stuff like that i mean this is what i grew up with um so nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. i I grew up with melodramas and romantic comedies and everything else so i mean like i i didn't have what what you would call stereotypical childhood i mean like my mom uh raised me to be like the white knight uh, um, I like she was a big Fabio fan. Um, oh god, damn. Uh, she was <laughs> she was really big into like the romance novels and stuff like that. I mean, this is the childhood I grew up with. Not saying this okay. is what every single guy that grew up in a house full of women was brought up with. This is what I was brought up with. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, so, like, I I was brought up as a uh, this was the man's job, this was the woman's job. I mean, I, I don't know if that's Southern culture or whatever, but this was the culture I grew up in. Um. Yeah. And uh, like, I mean, like, and and it, it definitely, like, I mean, to me, I, I'm appreciative of this. Um, because to me, it, it created a person that does try to treat women well. Um, like I don't abuse women. Um, I don't mistreat women or nothing else. Um, but then again, it also like hinders me on, uh, some aspects of like what culturally, a man is supposed to be like being the alpha male um but uh but it also creates a lot of anxiety because like i'm supposed to meet certain expectations but then again i also have low self-esteem and uh everything else and it makes me socially awkward because like what if i don't meet those standards um, like, is this what a woman is looking for? Is it not what a woman's looking for? I mean, it just creates a constant fucking worry and a battle in my brain. Uh, like, I mean, in my experience, women don't know how to handle a good guy. Like, they want the asshole. I mean, so it fucks me up. I mean that that's just from my personal experience. You two can uh, decide for yourselves, but 
down that this is my personal experience so far i haven't met a woman that can handle a good guy they want the douchebag and i mean but uh you two can argue the fact that i don't want the douchebag all you want but i guarantee you you go for the douchebag um but uh, all right, this has nothing to do with anxiety. So let's let's get back to on the point. Agreed. Um, we're let's well, get back on the point. I, I've let's get lost back on point. my train. Of Anyways, thought. guys. Yeah, let's. We're not talking about fucking men and women or whatever. We're talking about anxiety. So general I, I anxiety agree. disorder. Um, and we've talked about we've talked about um, um, separation anxiety. And what was the other one, Lisa, that we need to talk about? Um. Social anxiety, panic disorder, and general anxiety disorder, which we've covered. Okay. So. I, I think we've covered all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like, no, no, we haven't. Yeah, panic. I, I talked about panic because I talked about my my assault. Yeah, but I've got That's another PTSD one. I, all I've the way got, fucking way. Yeah, but I've got another one. Let's well, talk about. Uh, let, but it's not going to be due with. Uh, hang on, Chris. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to go down the road with. No, no, no. This, female this, no, stuff. No, this still has to do with anxiety. Um, let's talk about OCD. Okay, obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, obsessive compulsive disorder is that has uh, nothing excessive. to do with anxiety. Yes, yes, it does. Because when you're obsessive compulsive, you develop anxiety, you have compulsive behavior, and you have rumination. Um, you obsess over a certain topic or a, a certain thing, and uh, when things are not going your way, you become obsessed about it. It's like, this is, uh, this is the way I want it. It's not going my way and it's driving me nuts. And but that's a uh, control issue. That's not, that's that, okay. That's so things that are out of your control, let's, let's free will. Okay. Let's talk about free will. Okay. OCD. I mean, okay. Some people have control issues, but it's free will. Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about the control issue, okay? It it's it's it, what we experience individually is what happens. Like I have free will, um, and I'm, I'm speaking for myself, but like I don't try to intend to like control situations. Yeah, but like it, you're it's a you're free not. Will. Yeah, but you're not someone that suffers from OCD. See, I am. And I, I get I, very anxious about things that I do not have control over. Okay. Um, obsessive compulsive disorder is a very real thing. Um, like I, I like things a certain way. I like things to go a certain way. And when they don't go the way I like them to go, um, my anxiety peaks and it's like, eh, I, I, Okay, you're doing it this way, but I really wish you would do it this way um, because this is the way I like it. I go through it every day at work. That's why I get so pissed when they put me in the department that they keep putting me in is because no one's doing it the way I want them to do it. And them, I, I start losing my temper. I start throwing things them. Um, and it's not because I enjoy throwing things. It's just because you're pissing me off because you're not doing it the way I want you to do it. Um, now, and, and 
and it definitely piques my anxiety to where I ended up have, having to take my anxiety meds because uh, I've got to uh, keep my composure. Um, so o- OCD is a major factor in anxiety because, I mean, it's, it's, that anxiety is what causes your OCD. Um, yeah, so, I think... Um, is an, is definitely a, a a part of for um for me too. I think like you, I'll end up doing having to organize stuff before I can do stuff, and it's yeah, it's intertwined with anxiety for sure. Um, kind of like a perfectionistic type quality. Exactly. Relate to control, which does relate to anxiety. It's like your attempt at controlling your outside world to give order to your internal world. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, for sure. I think that's a factor. Um, yeah. And then, Lisa, I know you were also uh, talking about the remedies of anxiety. And uh, I actually have a list of remedies. It's, it uh, In my research, I looked up and uh, it popped up the 10 remedies of anxiety, which were uh, to stay active which uh, I do think that the three of us try to do, like Jeannie G with her uh, rowing thingy, um, like you, Lisa, uh, L, with, uh, like, your boot camp, and then, like, me with, uh, what? well, for me, it's either doing nunchucks, which I'm a little out of practice with, but, uh, uh, my my big things uh i engulf myself in work so uh i go to work every day plus i do the podcast which the podcast alone is uh for me a very active thing um i've engulfed myself into it so uh that 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 this to me is extremely beneficial to my anxiety um steer clear of alcohol have not perfected um consider quitting smoking yeah not even a consideration um limit caffeine intake i am a practitioner um (coughs) i I will admit that caffeine does pique my anxiety so i will acknowledge that one and i do try to control that one because uh kidney kidney stones scare the shit out of me um, you watch a kidney stone s- surgery, it'll scare the shit out of you too. Um, prioritize getting a good night's sleep. Yeah, that one's debatable. That's difficult with anxiety. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, it's all interrelated with why you know you know drinking alcohol or using whatever that will help you to sleep is intertwined for sure. That and uh, I am a person that suffers from night terrors and sleep paralysis. So, uh, but that's a future podcast. So, I mean, that, I mean, believe me, as much as I would love to control my dreams and never have one again, uh, work in progress. Um, then meditate and practice mindfulness. Meditation. That- helps yes that that one is definitely beneficial um witness to uh just like i know you are as well i'm not entirely sure whether or not genie g meditates but uh 
uh, we can add that discussion. Eating a balanced diet, I will admit that helps. I can definitely tell a difference whenever I wake up in the morning and I eat like some cantaloupe or some pineapple. My day feels way more positive and everything. Um, practice deep breathing. Um, I will admit breathing techniques uh, are definitely beneficial. Um, I, I have been studying this, uh, ever since I got out of rehab and even prior to rehab, um, uh, even unknowingly, I had been practicing this, um, but I do feel the benefits of it. And then trying aromatherapy, that one I have not done. Yeah. Uh, it was a suggestion, but I've never tried it. Um, and then, uh, the last one was, uh, drink chamomile tea. Um, I thought that one was a little odd to be a remedy, but, uh, it's, if you, I mean, it's nice, but I mean, it doesn't really, not severe anxiety. It doesn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I couldn't see the benefit in that one. And it's, uh, some of the remedies for self treatment is uh, physical activities, a healthy diet, regular sleep, relaxation, exercising may all help with reducing anxiety. Joining a support group may also help to manage uh, symptoms effectively. It's best to avoid caffeine, alcohol, and nicotine. Or you could also see a doctor if you're suicidal and can't work or completely daily tasks. You could see a doctor if you can't work or maintain relationships or prevent yourself from abusing alcohol or drugs or feel sad when or slowed down. So, uh, like, seeking medical treatment is also... Uh, a remedy for anxiety um, when you have circumstances that uh, create extreme anxiety, which is something that I have to do, you have to do. Um, so you you develop the the people like us that uh do have to seek medical treatment just like seeing counseling or uh psychiatrists and psychologists and everything else or therapy of any sort so um but uh not not everyone's in that same boat some people are able to uh remedy themselves and they can just meditate or uh or find healthy diets and exercise and be able to remedy their own anxiety. Um, and then you got your more extreme cases where you got people like us who do have to medicate. And I mean, like it, it's, it does come down to the point of, uh, uh, the individual. Um, like my anxiety might not be the level of yours. 
you you could have more extreme anxiety than I do, but my anxiety affects me the way it does. Um, but then it's not a competition of who has worse. It, it's just uh, this affects you the way it affects you. It affects me the way it affects me. So it, it's uh, pretty much an individual's aspect on how it's treated. Okay, so we can uh, wrap it up there. I think we've covered as much as we can for today. I agree. I have COVID, so I need to get back to bed. No, Kadoki. Well, uh, my topic... Uh, topic next week. Yep, my topic for next week is going to be about body modifications. Um, like, there are several modifications that uh, we do in a regular that you would not consider being body modifications. And why we do this, uh, we do this to be accepted by social uh, groups and societies. Or just to find our own self-worth and approval. So, um, I think this is going to be a very interesting topic. I am definitely one that gets into body modifications, considering I am pierced and tattooed. So, um, uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Sounds good. So, we shall see you on the next pod. Uh, sounds like a plan everybody have a great day and uh please make sure to like and subscribe and uh leave us your voice notes because we are anxious to hear from you and uh we really hope you enjoyed this podcast we're anxious and we want you to listen to the next all right bye guys all right peace out